This podcast contains information about health and medicine, but it is not intended as a substitute for personal professional medical advice. Remember to consult your healthcare providers for information for you and your partner that is specific to your situation. After all, you shouldn't take medical advice from someone called Daddy. Hello and and welcome welcome to Call Call Me Daddy, Daddy. a podcast dedicated to elevating your game to hot dad status or big pappy energy. Through discussing modern dad challenges that school forgot to teach us. Like how to act when your baby shits in the bath. Or today's topic, so your wife is in labour. Now, let's go through and have a chat about who we are. And I'm going to explain to our listeners who you are, David. Right. So, best thing as I can say is David's got big dad energy. Big bear dad energy. Uh, so even before you had kids, uh, your stern demeanor made me want to impress and behave. Um, I remember trying to play pool and trying to only just beat you because I'm obviously quite competitive. Oh, talker. <laughs> Speaking of which, every uh, physical endeavor that we've competed against, Dave's beaten me. Um, so hopefully that'll change one day. Um, sure will. But this all sort of like just rolls into his big dad energy. Uh, he is the father of a very cute uh, little girl called Maeve. And how old is Maeve, Dave? Maeve is now. <laughs> <laughs> Maeve is now a bit over 20 months. Excellent. There yeah, you go. Challenging time. And he's quite the role model, actually. Uh, Am I? Come- yeah, yeah. You've right. got big girl dad energy, a big, yeah. You're, just what I'm saying is you're a strong guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, All right, so. Happy for me to go on about you. Oh, go on. Done deal. So, John yes. is a husband to Renee and a new father to Lawson, who's just over two weeks old now. Yes. Which I'm sure is a challenging time. He's so advanced. Is he? <laughs> Talking? Shitting. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, the best way to describe John is like a two, a grade tour. Who comes home from school each day and has a different hobby. <laughs> and then just imagine imagine that grade two grown up as a man with a patchy beard. And that's our job. <laughs> that's very true. It is a low test beard, isn't it? If you look at one side. I of mean, it, like I can't talk. It's much better than mine. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> Throwing shade over We've there. got like inverse beards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for your 31st birthday, I yep. believe it was. 30 it was actually one, your yeah. 30th, but you were 31 because of COVID when yes. we had the party. 30 plus one, yep. You had everyone come as a different version of you. Yes. So we had Boilermakers. We yep. had Mechanics. Yep. A, tri- a few triathletes. <laughs> Overweight ones. Bike riders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Theater nurses. Um, yeah. Salesmen. Yeah. Bloody everything. And now podcasting. Yeah, a yeah. So, hobby. this is podcasting, John. Exactly. Yeah. And podcasting, <laughs> Dave. Well, that's it. And one thing uh, I didn't mention about you, Dave, uh, you are the better half to Brie. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I bet she's going to love me saying that. Yeah. Uh, you keep Brie in line. Uh, and Brie is your very lovely wife, who happens to be my wife's best friend. There you go. So, I think that's, that's why- That's how we met, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's contractual. Like, if your wife's a best friend, we have to get along. We actually don't like each other. <laughs> Yeah, and, everyone will find that out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, so Brie is a midwife. She is. Which yes. makes this podcast a little bit easier to talk about. Yes, definitely. Yeah. We might get her on one day. Well, instead of yeah, getting her on, why don't we just sit here and mansplain about <laughs> <laughs> everything? Don't get the qualified person in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yes. podcast purpose. What's today's pod about? Today's pod about... Pod about? Today's pod podcast about? is about... So, your wife is in labor. Big start. Scary times. Yes, definitely. Um, Probably too late to start listening to this podcast. I don't know how long you've got. (laughs) You should have listened before. Before we get into today's podcast, let's explain what we're going to be discussing in this podcast in general, right? So, essentially, we are two modern day dads who are going to be discussing the different challenges that we face. as dads these days, where you've yep. got work challenges, you've got challenges of being a bit more hands-on than previous generations as a father. Yes. Um, while also balancing your own personal well-being, yep. whether it's mental or physical, um, and also being a good husband. That's it. Um, which is obviously a big challenge, trying to balance all of that. 
Yeah, times have changed. And like once upon a time, we probably could have asked our parents, but, you know, in these modern day times with all these unprecedented struggles, you know, you've got two parents generally working. Um, we're hard off, aren't we? What's that? We're hard off, aren't we? Modern day times. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Jeez, hard. it's terrible, isn't yeah. it? It's so hard in our little house doing a podcast <laughs> on our paid holidays from our normal jobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, we do we, <laughs> we do come across some certain things, and I suppose this is supposed to be a bit of a little support network. Definitely. And a bit of banter. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Goody o. So, your wife's in <clears throat> labor, David. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that happened, yeah, 20 months ago as we spoke. Yeah. Right? And it is a very difficult day for anyone. Um, mm. So I think we should discuss how exactly we prepared for it and yes. what we would probably do differently Yeah. now that we've been through it. Yeah, seeing as we're blokes and for the most part we're on the sidelines, it's nice to be able to chat about what we can do to support our wives and get ready. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about what we should do before the day. Yeah. Uh, probably months in advance. Yeah. So Now, this doesn't matter whether you're having a Caesar or a... No, a not at all. Yeah, no, just, just getting ready for bub. Yeah, yes, yeah, fair enough. And the day, of course. Um, so, my first suggestion is definitely to educate yourself. Yeah. Listen to some very good podcasts. <laughs> um, like Call Me Daddy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, read some books if you, if you want or yep. listen to some books on Audible. Um, go to different seminars. Yep. Um. And talk to your partner. This is probably the main one. Yeah. Talk to your partner about what they want in the day. Yes. So that you've got an idea of what um, what sort of birth they would like. Yeah. Understand that that's probably not going to happen. And have that, dis- <laughs> have that discussion with your partner. Yeah. Because um, there's nothing worse than getting your expectations up. It's funny you say that. Like, uh, So my background is working as a nurse. And whenever we had the emergency Caesar come in, it was always the patient with the biggest birth plan. Yes. Most comprehensive one. You throw that binder out the fucking window. <laughs> Color-coded <laughs> binder. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And it's, um, you know, I suppose that's just how it goes. Like you've got to be aware of the, the changes and everything. Yes. Yeah. And be aware of what can go wrong. Yeah. And um, yeah, all the different interven- interventions that can happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll go into a bit more detail. A bit later. Yeah. So well, why don't we just actually have a little chat about what you did specifically? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I'll name drop a few podcasts and whatnot. Go on. As we it. go. Um, I'll name drop a few too and then maybe they can uh, non-spawn us a bit, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the day specifically, yeah. I went to a seminar that was hosted by Mr. Dad, who is a male midwife here in Brisbane who runs seminars at different pubs. I like to call him a mid-partner. A mid-partner. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Very woke of you. Mate. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, me. <laughs> woke as. <laughs> um, but yeah, the seminar was really good. It was just lots of different dads or dads-to-be at the pub, having a beer, having a feed, yep. and just talking about what labor could entail. Yeah. Um, also spoke about things like changing nappies, um, yeah. what... We liked about our dad's parentings, what we didn't like, what yep. we would change. Um, oh, that's a topic in itself. It is a topic in itself, definitely. Um, but yeah, it was just good because I had no idea what forceps were, what yep. a vacuum delivery looked like. I, I had a general idea, but yep. I had no idea what it looked like. You watch some videos, you see all the, all the <laughs> madness. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest with you, if people are listening to this and their wife's in labor, they might not know what forceps are. Exactly. So yep. do, you, do you want to go through them? Yeah, sure. So, forceps. <laughs> yeah. I guess the best way to explain it is... Salad tongs. Exactly. Yeah. You know when you're like having a barbie and you've got those real long sort of tongs yes. you got to like just roll the sausage over with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. It's like that, but for your baby. I was just going to say head clamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But isn't this it? Like, it's so crazy how just insane the day is like there's oh. all these things that you don't know about yeah. and like it looks archaic when they get like forceps out yes the vacuum as well mm-hmm. right which is the same concept they need to grab on something to like get baby to go through the exactly let's call it the channel right to get him to go through there and like it's either these big ass like salad tong looking vice grip things or it's like this mechanical pump yes um that they're gonna like suck to the baby's head and then try and pull them and out it's not a smooth pull Oh, no. No, they're getting their back into it. Yeah, yeah, they've got, like, yeah. one leg propped up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pull as hard as you it's can. like a deadlift nearly. Oh, no, it's so crazy. It's, it's a so horizontal deadlift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a seated row. <laughs> <laughs> and 
they're so rough to the baby. You're like, oh, God, I've just like, I spent nine months on that. I oh, know. Just uh, treat it with a bit of care. Oh, it is crazy. <laughs> uh, but getting back into preparing. Yes. So, yes, educate yourself is number one. Yeah. Um, but also, I would suggest um, doing a, a test run to the yeah. hospital. Yeah. Um, definitely want to know the route that you're going to be taking, yep. where to park. Um, maybe have a look at uh, secondary routes just in case there's a crash <laughs> on the highway. <laughs> like like somebody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what to, tell us, did you do a test run? We did do a test run. Yeah. Yep. So we were fortunate enough to have an appointment there yep. beforehand. So we did a test run. We parked. Yes. We did the walk to the birth suite. Yeah. So we understood exactly what we would be doing. Yeah. Helps and you, when did you go life. through ED or did you go straight to birth suite? Straight to birth suite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, another thing too. Like I, I feel like a lot of people when, you know, when you're stressing out because your wife's in labor, you got you want to go straight to ED, but of that's course. generally not the place to go. Definitely not like, go there. Yeah. No. You probably just, it'll take longer. You're better off just going straight to the maternity assessment or like the, the, um, the birth suite. Exactly. So, other than that, anything else that you and your partner Renee did to prepare? Prepping-wise. Oh, look, so the thing's like entirely different for us now because like we didn't have the whole big labor freak out because we were an elective Caesar. Yeah. Okay, but back on what we were saying about like knowing that your plan's probably going to change. Like we did everything to basically have our plan down. Like we had the binder. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like there was like color-coded and everything. But the thing is we went in for our 37-week scan and the midwife basically said, oh, yeah, like I think we'll bring it up. And we were just thinking, oh, well, yeah, a couple of days. It'll be nice. I'll get it over and done with because I think Renee was like had a gut full of like just being a big rig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she she decided that she was like Especially uncomfortable. in early December in oh, Australia. Yeah, yeah, just like hot, like everything was hot as she like, couldn't <laughs> roll over in bed like I had to get up out of bed to get a ward ward like a thousand times oh no she was more used are you okay to- oh mate it's just it's so hard going through like this pregnancy stage as a bloke <laughs> um <laughs> but anyhow we um, went in for this and Renee said like I oh, wouldn't it be nice if they just got him out now and anyways the um the obstetrician said oh we're gonna bring it forward and we were thinking a couple of days the obstetrician goes mm, tomorrow and then we shit pant at that point. We were yep. just like, oh, like adrenaline starts going. And then, you know, we'd, I work in that area. So like, I kind of knew the way to drive down there. We had a lot of our uh, clinics and all that kind of stuff. So we knew we did our dry run essentially a few times going down there. But um, on the way back, traffic. Right. So you had your appointment at the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, so like we're because we're, we're in a private place, so there is the rooms downstairs, and then there was the maternity upstairs or whatever. So uh, driving back. Took me an hour and a half, right? When it usually takes me an hour, 50 minutes. And then try to pack everything because naturally you don't have everything ready to go. You can be as prepared as you want. Yeah, like as as you say, uh, you can't pack all your clothes because you need to wear something. Um, I was running around the house trying to find like toothbrushes and toothpaste. And like my wife did this. Do you not keep them? You know, in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Good good point. Yeah, yeah. I'll lose them. Um, Well, it's funny you say that because we have a toiletries bag, right? As you take a camping or whatever, you go to like a hotel, you've got your toiletries bag. But no, for some reason, um, my wife decided to buy three separate toiletries bag (laughs) labeled face hair and something else. I can't remember what it was. And the like toothpaste and toothbrushes were like in the face one, oh, which God. is correct, <laughs> yeah. right? You're not brushing anything else really, but not specific enough for me. So I was like running around the house trying to find it, knowing that my wife is being checked into the hospital. And anyway, so sorted it all out um, all by myself uh, and then packed the packed the bag that we pretty much had set, right? There was like, I, I designated sort of half of my fairly decent undies to go in there. And yeah. I just sort of like recycled like the worst ones. I was going to say the shittier ones but that's probably not the right term to yeah. use just the ones that are a little bit more fogged out and then anyhow so filled that up uh closed it up oh dude i had to put the car seat in the car oh right yeah let's talk about like being disorganized that's stressful um, for the first time putting the car seat in look i'm gonna be honest with you it was like an iso fix and i had looked up on youtube and when i looked yeah. up on youtube i was like there's no way i'm paying 50 bucks at baby bunting to have this fit in. no definitely not <laughs> and i was like i just do it myself so it took me a second to do that um, but yeah, so I popped that in, got everything on the way back down, just hit traffic so bad. I was so lucky with like, it's not like Renee was in, in labor. If she exactly, was in labor yeah. and I hit that traffic, you it took me like so three stressed. hours. Yeah. Dude, I was stressed and already knowing that like we were still having elective Caesar the first thing the next morning. And I was like, Oh, what if she goes into labor now? Like I'm not there. I was freaking the hell out. Her phone had died. Cause obviously she didn't have a charger with her. So like I yeah, couldn't right. text her. At one point I had to like call the, uh, the maternity ward be like, Oh, I'm the husband of Renee. Is she okay? <laughs> I felt like an idiot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do your dry run. Definitely. Yeah. 
probably not the day before. That's a good suggestion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you had no choice in the matter. Yeah. So, let's go into talking about the day. So, probably the biggest uh, anxious-filled day of your life, yeah. I would say. And yes. something that I guess most people expecting would be dreading. Were you nervous with like in the lead up? Um, yes, for the day, very nervous. Yeah, or in like terms on of the day or for the day? For the day, yeah, okay. I was quite anxious. Um, and it, this might be a bit backwards, but I wasn't nervous to be a dad. Yeah. So the whole, you know, sleep deprivation. Yeah. What do I do with this lump that I now need to keep alive? <laughs> I, I wasn't nervous about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife's a midwife, so you know she has yeah, that sort of do down it. She pat. Can do it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but for the actual day itself, I was yeah shitting bricks. Yeah, essentially. Um, so this is where the education comes um, becomes quite important. Yeah. So that you can alleviate some of that anxiety. Yeah. Is yeah knowing yeah. what can happen on the day, but your role on the day. Yeah. I guess is what we want to discuss. Because um, there's not much you can do, John. No, try as you might. Mm. Um, basically, all you can do is support. Yep. And support you should. Hey, it goes a long way. Like, um, how about you just sort of tell us how your birth, well, not your birth, <clears throat> uh, more so your Our child's birth. birth your, yeah. yeah. Your family's birth of Maeve went. Yeah. So we started labor. It was early morning. Yeah. I think it was about 7 a.m., right? Yeah. Um, so, this is probably what we should touch on as well. Don't rush to the hospital because labor can be a very long time. Yeah. As we found out. So, the signifier, waters broke. I know this doesn't always happen. No, just contractions to there start you go. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very mild to start with, obviously. Yeah. This being our first baby, labor can take a bit longer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we stayed at home as long as we could, uh, managed pain as as best you can, ice packs on the back, that sort of thing, exercise yep. balls, whatever yep. you can do to try and alleviate that discomfort. Yeah. Um, and I think it was about 20 hours in when yeah. we decided to go to the hospital. I think it was about 1 a.m. <laughs> That's so crazy. And it started at 7 a.m. I've seen movies, Dave, and it doesn't take 20 hours. What happened no. with you? Yeah, I know. What the hell? <laughs> I thought it was about 15 minutes. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> um, but yes, I just for everyone out there, I would suggest going to the hospital when contractions are getting closer to three minutes. Yeah. Ours were less than three minutes. Yeah. We were walking to birth suite and they were about a minute and a half. So Oof. it was like really, really tight. Yeah. And we were still in labor for a good three or four hours. No way. That. Yeah. So no definitely way. don't rush in. Yeah. Be as comfortable as you can. Obviously, if you're in a lot of pain. Yeah. Get in there and get your, your pain management sorted. Yeah, or if there's like bleeding or anything like that. Anything that's just like not usual or anything like that. Yeah, anything exactly. that scares you. You shouldn't be worried about going there. So no. this is the thing like, you know, you might get turned away, no. um, but that's okay. It means you've been assessed. Give them a call. Yes, Do you know, definitely. Give them a call. Let them know what's going on because they'll be able to ask you all the questions you need. Yep. Um, so, yeah, after that, we had a pretty rough labor, something that we didn't actually plan for. Mm. I won't bore you with the details now. We'll go into it a bit later. We'll do some birth stories. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, essentially your role as the father is just to be there to support. Yeah. So help with moving around, especially if they have an epidural. Yes. Um, obviously, they can't move too much with an yeah. epidural, but um, yeah. Well, actually, instead of waiting, why don't we start off with your birth story? Okay, let's do it. So Brie was in... Brie, being a midwife, wanted yep. to have a very natural birth, right? Yeah. But she understood how important pain management was. So, yeah. she was accepting of anything, Yeah. right? So, we started with... Even that term natural birth is like, is that still being used as much? I it think is. People, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Um, Typical Caesar birth dad, just like, <laughs> you're not woke enough for me, mate. Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we started with normal pain management, gas. Yeah. Then we went to morphine. Gas. Gas, yes. Yeah. Nitrous oxide, isn't it? I don't know, is it? Yeah. You're the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nitrous oxide. Yeah, right, okay. So, it can't put you to sleep like other gases right. do in anesthetics, but it is a pain relief. It's a nang. You basically get nangs for your wife. There you go. While she's in birth. Love it. <laughs> and we do not suggest the man to take some. No. Have you seen like all those like TikTok videos <laughs> yeah, of like blokes just having a, like, that's crazy. Don't do that. 
Right, I know it's funny, but don't do that because, like, if you pass out or something like that, that's just going to, like, detract from the yeah. care your wife's getting. Definitely. Don't be a silly bugger. Yeah. So, um, after all that, we were getting pretty close now. Um, yeah. And my wife did want to go for an epidural. Yeah. So, we had well, we had the, um, the procedure. Yeah. How'd you go? Uh, not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't watch. Yeah. I was in front of my wife holding her hand yeah. on a seat because I was... You know, quite Rizzy. pale. Yeah. <laughs> the midwife was a bit um, concerned for me. Yeah. But we got through it. It was yeah. tough times for me, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> life's hard, eh? Exactly, man. Exactly. Um, but yes, after, uh, I'd say about 10 minutes, it failed. Yeah. So, oh, man. zero pain relief for the pushing. <laughs> um, and the baby was OA, which is... So, it's occipital anterior. Okay, occipital meaning head. Yep, and OP is occipital posterior. posterior. Yeah. So posterior being the back of the baby. Yeah. Is facing the back of the mum. Yeah. Okay. And is not. Yeah. What you want. So, like, I know roughly that when you have a baby that's not in the position you want, you can actually like manipulate and move the baby around. But they're able to do that for Brie, or was they it tried. Like- they did try to manipulate. Yeah. Um, which is a painful experience don't they like try and get the like mum to do all sorts of weird like stances like full Mm. contraction mode they're doing downward dog and shit um it was too late for us Ah. when we found out because we thought it was in the right position or she was in the right position yeah but she wasn't so the doctor tried to do an internal rotation (laughs) (laughs) which was not ideal um and then this is the stuff that you don't get taught like we've kind of saying this before right so when you are having a baby you think it's just gonna like, just happen fairly quickly, like any other sort of medical procedure, except for waiting an ED, obviously, that always takes time. But, you know, <laughs> if you go in, you think it's just going to be, like, pretty quick. And then next minute you find out, like, you know, the doctor's doing a massive internal, uh, like, manoeuvre of the baby. And it is exactly as it sounds, isn't it? There's um, it's only one way it's to get It's exactly internal. as it sounds. Yeah. Two hands. Two hands. Trying to rotate. Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, not ideal. And then after that, um, we had... A vacuum delivery, or we yep. tried to have a vacuum delivery, I should say, yep. which failed twice. Yeah. Um, and then we had to move into forceps. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, we got there in the end, which yeah, is yeah. the main thing. How was, many hours in total? I think it was about 30, 30 <laughs> hours. That's yeah, a long it's time. brutal. Um, I was more concerned when, when baby was out, I was actually more concerned with my wife, Brie. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. The baby. Like, I had no real strong attachment just because of how brutal it was. the birth was. Yeah, exactly. And look, to be honest with you, man, like I don't, because the whole sort of thing is like, I do feel this like overwhelming sort of like swooning of like love for the child and stuff like that. And um, I liken it to buying a dog. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> well, have you ever bought a dog? You've got I've a dog. I've bought a dog, I, yeah. I didn't mention this. You're a, a dad to Daisy I as am. well. Yeah. And if you're, when you buy a dog, right, you go and you choose your dog and you go, ah, oh, this one's great. And you pay it and then it's yours. And you go, well, it's mine now. Like I like it enough to care for it. Yeah. I'm responsible for it. So you do, but it takes a bit of time to develop bonding. So I never experienced like the big, like rush of feelings and like uh, our birth story. Do you like, I'm like making it as if it's like I did heaps, uh, but our birth stories are completely different, right? So we went for the whole elective Caesar. So despite getting, you know, stuck in traffic, we were in the night before, we were pretty much ready to go. And then in the morning, we just totted off down to the operating theatre. We got handed over to the anaesthetic nurse. But I mean, like, let's, I can make it sound easy. I was like packing Dax at this point. Yeah, like, of course. For whatever reason, I hadn't been scared at all. Right, you know, and the thing is, it's just interesting because people love a doomsday, uh, like, prophecy. They're like, oh, yeah, your life's just going to change. It's going to be hectic. And, like, your life does change, but, like, not by that much. Not in the newborn stage, at least, anyways. I think you guys are the outlier. Oh, you reckon? To be honest, yeah. I've been worried about this. Why? Well, because the thing is, like, we, like, my wife and I, like, we're both from a nursing background. So, there's a lot of stuff that we're not necessarily as scared of. It's not as unknown. Um, and, like I said, like, we bought an animal before, so it's definitely uh, <laughs> prepped us perfectly. <laughs> I want to say this, too, because people will be like, they're like, oh, you know, like, particularly, like, parents who are legitimately probably tired and struggling. They'll be like, oh, it's not the same, which it isn't. But at the same rate, like, if you're putting effort in to, like, look after something, like a pet yeah. or whatever, you can definitely draw on stuff like that. And the other thing I is- think there's definitely, uh, definitely there's some parallels there. Yeah. But the difference is you can leave your pet at home. 
You can't do that with your baby. Have you tried? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I mean, that's fair, right? So you get respite. That's the yeah, one exactly. the one difference, right? Um, and, you know, the other thing too is like, so I, you know, in my previous career of working as a nurse, like you do night shift all the time. Brie, being a midwife, she does night shift all the time. All the yeah. time. And so like you get used to being able to deal with working under that condition and having to sleep during the day. Uh, uh, during the day. There's going to be heaps of people that listen that, you know, may do road works and stuff at night. So they know what that vibe's like and not having the normal circadian rhythm and i think that actually does help but either way so uh what was i even saying dave put me back on track birth story birth story that's right so like yeah we ended up getting just handed over to the operating theater and i was like so nervous until we walked into the anesthetic bay which is where the anesthetist comes in and just like preps you puts the the, uh, cannula in and all that kind of stuff uh then i sort of like settled down and then from like a support point of view because like that's pretty much all you can do yeah Uh, you're just you're not the main character in this like all you got to do is just like you know try and be there to help exactly. in, in any way. And I think something we did, sorry to interrupt. No, go for Something it. we didn't touch on with my birth story. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the same for you, um, but because your wife or the person going into labor is experiencing so many hormones. Yeah. Don't take anything they say <laughs> to heart because there's some doozies. Yeah. I was about to ask, did you have any? Cause like, it's a little bit different when you're not going through the labor. So like in a very broad term, right? When the baby's sort of, at 30% of the mum's metabolism, it starts to secrete oxytocin. That's what starts the yep. whole thing off. And once that happens, it's a big cascade and it just gets worse and worse. And you get this like big old flood of, um, you know, hormones and all that kind of stuff. Mm. How did that work for Brie? Did you wear a helmet? Oh, I nearly did. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she actually wasn't too bad. It was just very direct. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I explain it. Yeah, very oh, direct. but that's the thing too. Like you know, you can't be too precious about that. Like when no. when the situation is tense, the first thing that goes is politeness, right? Exactly. P- politeness is like yeah, it's a yeah. social etiquette which you should always abide by unless things are an emergency. And I guess this constitutes an emergency. Yeah. So 100%. you didn't you didn't look too battered and bruised. You looked a bit tired. Very tired afterwards. Yeah. But you see, the thing is, like, I didn't really have that with my wife, but that's not to say that people that have seizures, they're not going to go through that too, because it's a tense time. It's oh, not often 100%. Like, the majority of. I don't pers- think people understand how <laughs> tense it could be. Nah. Because yeah. the thing is, like, you know, people, if they opt for that, they aren't always necessarily aware of what the experience is going to be like. So for us, you know, the, you guys said you had your epidural, epidural go, and we had something called a spinal, right? Fairly similar. We'll talk about it on a day where we do uh, anesthetic choices or, like, pain relief choices for people in, in labor. But what actually happens is once that spinal goes in, you lose control of your legs, Okay. Now people say like, oh, you're not going to feel anything, but that's not true. You feel a lot. It's all touch, right? But you don't feel pain and you don't feel cold, right? But that's still really weird. Like, you know, often what people say is like when you move a leg and they see their leg move, but experience it like just as in like touch, but not the correct sensation. It's really sort of like disconcerting. And this like massive loss of feeling of power is also what I've heard as well. So Renee sort of said that too. She like hated the idea of being almost like bed bound. And during the procedure, right? They're really good. They do everything. They test to make sure you're not going to feel pain but when they start right it's not like the most gentle procedure in the world either like you know you were sort of saying like you know the salad tongs like trying to get yeah. a baby out same kind of deal like even in a season in the private world too they basically use the old salad tongs the whole time as well not so much in public but in private they do so we had that experience as well and it's like they press down on the mum and like i was sitting there next to because you get place right next to um to, to your partner so you can sort of do what you need to do supporting wise but like when we got into like the real thick of it and they broke the amniotic sac it just sounded like a draining bath and it's like a crazy sound and then i could just see like renee being like pushed around in the in the bed and i was like this is hectic that and then is hectic next minute they hold up what looks like a wet cane toad in front of you <laughs> and they're like it's your baby and you're like oh cute <laughs> oh, it's so cute <laughs> yeah yeah it's like covered in white vernix and oh. stuff and like our baby wasn't crying at this point sometimes they go ballistic but our baby was just like hanging there like yeah, yeah, just yeah. honestly and it was like so confronting and this is the thing too like you were saying like do you feel this overwhelm of flowers like looking at that i was like it was not an overwhelm of love. I felt the responsibility and I was like, Terry, exactly. it was a big moment yep. and stuff like that. But it's not like, uh, you know, even my dad said to me afterwards, he's like, oh, yeah, when you first came out, that's when I first like sort of like felt like a man, like I was my own guy, like I had my family. And I was like, dad, I didn't have that. No. Like, I uh, still feel like a little boy. No, um, <laughs> like I think everything's a little bit different. When I bought my house, like I became my own man and all that kind of stuff. But like it, there was no significance to when the baby came out, except for the fact that my wife is no longer pregnant yeah that's, true. maybe that's what i was emotional about i was like yes no more getting waters for her 
You've got six weeks of getting waters for him, mate. So Trust they me. say, so they say. But if you have a good one, like, you know, Renee was up and walking that night. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, you know, like, obviously it's different. If you have an emergency, like, it's a bit more of like a meat workshop sometimes. But, yeah, of course. you know, when, you know, everything's sort of like planned, relatively planned like ours was, like she was up and walking around. But the whole time during the procedure, I was just sat next to her talking to her about what was going on. Everything was okay. And then when baby comes out, like, it, they take them over to the corner of the room and you, as the father, will generally go over there. You get the choice to cut the cord if yep. you're into Did you cut it? Nah, but, I mean, like, the thing is, I've, like, my background is nursing and I've cut, like, other cords before. Like, it's not uncommon to have done that in the position of it. And so it wasn't anything, like, I, I didn't know. I, I felt bad. They looked at me as if I should be doing it. Yeah, right. But, like, it was just like, ah, oh, I've done it before. Like, I'd rather you do it neatly. Yeah. Because the, um, like, the umbilical stump's gross. I, I cut. So gross. It is gross. I did cut Maeve's oh, did temporary's you? umbilical cord. So you had to go down to, uh, let's call it the box office. The box office, uh, yeah. <laughs> instead of being up I in was, the... I was in up the, the box office the whole time. Oh, were you? Oh, on that side of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Oh, you're in the corporate box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, obviously, I helped Bree at times, but, it, yeah. Know. I was watching watching the show. Dude, that's crazy. It is crazy. I, w- I wonder if, like, I wouldn't blame someone for not opting. Like, because either way, you're going to oh, be supportive. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, no qualms with people not watching. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Um, you don't want to watch your favorite pub burn down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but going back to cutting the umbilical cord. Yeah. Obviously, they give you very sharp scissors, right? Yes. I was cutting, and then I looked, and in the scissors was May's hand. Oh, so no way. So if I way. cut again, I would have got like her finger or something. Were they watching you do it? See, this is the thing. Like- no, no. So they'd clamped it and then I like just cut above the clamp. Yeah. So I did. But then obviously she moved her hand. Yeah. And I nearly got her. Well, see, this is my point, right? Like I, I'm cool with people doing because like, it does work fine. But don't give a very nervous man a pair <laughs> yeah. of scissors. I'm sure you've cut stuff before. Like when was the last time you cut your finger with a pair of scissors? Oh. But like there's just so much going on. And I was just like, when it happened, I was like, you know, I'd rather you do it neat and just make sure it works and... 100%. I have my baby. Yep, do you know what I mean? That. Rather than worrying about something. For me, it was like pretty arbitrary. But some people, they love it. All right. Uh, we chose not to do anything with the placenta either. No. Just yeeted that. Get rid of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. So going back to the way you felt yeah, when yeah. Lawson came out, I think it's very important to say that if you don't have those strong feelings, there's not a problem with that. Not at all. The bond is not immediate. Yeah. You need to work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Because, yeah, everyone says, oh, it's the best day of my life. Yeah. Instant love for my child. Yeah. Um, but both of us, not the case. Nah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, I wasn't disinterested. That, like, you know, no. it wasn't like I didn't want to be there or anything like that. It was more just like everything was super surreal. Like, I don't even know what, like, my emotional feelings were. They were just everywhere there yeah exactly yeah yeah yep. and it was all over the shop and like you know uh, one of the things i found is like my bonding really started almost started more when i got home mm. like having everybody else come in and give their like sort of like two cents and stuff which is good because it's like a great time for your wife to learn because there's so much we don't talk about this that often but how much motor learning occurs once baby's born oh yeah like so let's go there yeah well okay so fine, you now let's go, go the baby yeah yeah what do you do Oh, try and get some rest, man. Yeah. Like, even as the bloke, this is the thing too. Like, um, you, it's a big day. It's such a big day. Like for us, it was more planned than you know. I guess what your process was, but you just said like thirty hours of. Uh, I was almost at thirty hours of carry on. As if like, oh, come on, Bree, <laughs> pull it together. Nah, she would have like you know. Obviously, she's going through something hectic, and you're there, and you're stressing, and you're trying to make sure. You said you were you know more worried about her because the whole process was like way more hectic than you were expecting, and. Then you get given this baby and you're like... Good luck. Good luck. Keep it alive. No manual. <laughs> so, like, I have heard... Actually, one of our other good friends, Josh, like, I remember him mentioning something. Like, he had this moment when he like, held his baby and he was like, shit. Like, yeah. what am I going to do with this? Like, exactly. how am I going to keep this alive? And look, we spoke about like, my experience being a little bit of an outlier. Having been a nurse, right, You, I've looked after people before... And so I think I was able to lean on that and not have this like moment of dread. But a lot of people say like, there's absolute dread. It's like, how are you going to look after this baby now? Oh, I so definitely had that. You had that? 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it? Like, give me a run through. Cause like I skipped that. I like, I, I'm just so lucky to have skipped that. But yeah. So they'd changed, they'd changed baby. Brie was resting and I was just yeah. sitting on the couch with, with Maeve. Yeah. And she was opening her eyes and looking at me. And like that was the surreal moment for me. Yes, not yeah, not yeah. the baby coming out, but that first time holding so bare chest. That. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> this is a 24 seven job. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. am I meant to do? I've got no idea. Yeah. Like I've got, I've got a nephew and a niece. Yeah. 
doesn't prepare you. Part-time, they say. Part-time, exactly. But the thing is, like, I will say, it probably does prepare you a little bit. Because you do, you have the opportunity to learn of somebody else doing Definitely. it, but what you don't experience is like the relentless, like that's the best tired. way to put it. It's yeah. relentless. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Look, so I mean, yeah, go on. I was going to say, so you're exhausted after the day, dude. So exhausted. I think it's very important to lean on the support that you've got. And yeah, a lot of people go, oh, it's your baby. You you change it, you feed it, <laughs> blah, blah blah. But you've just had an ordeal for oh, thirty hours time. potentially, or even more, two days. Yeah, it's time to rest. Mate, and this was the thing. So when, like, ours was obviously not as big of an ordeal as you were. But by the end of it, I was knackered, mate. Yeah, like, you, I'd, you... I'd spent five hours in the car that day driving back and forth. I'd, like, you know, gone through. That was the day before. Then not really slept the night before because I was exactly. just, like, nervous, right? You go through all this kind of stuff. Then you get the baby back and, like, you know, whether or not I had this moment of dread or whether I was still, like, heightened because now I'm looking after a completely different being that is, like, completely my responsibility. I was knackered. And then that night, so, like, we'd um, we'd harvested colostrum, right? So OG breast milk. We'll get more into this, like, in, in another episode, but, like, there's different types of milk, if you will. And, like, the OG colostrum, right, is just the higher caloric stuff, okay? And it's Be- the stuff you can collect pre-labor. Yes. Yep. Yes. Not too early, because apparently it can bring labor on. It can on. bring it on, yeah, yeah, definitely. But when the midwives or the obstetrician tells you, you start with that kind of stuff. And the thing is, baby's stomach is so small to start off. I think it's, like, four mils. Yeah, crazy. I guess, something like that. And it's, like, insane. Like, I just remember being like, that's... Like, that's super crazy. And it expands quite quickly. But that night, like, we were like, oh, well, we're in this now. So we kept baby with us. And, like, one of the night shift midwives came in and was like, do you want to take baby so you guys can have a sleep? And, we're, like, I felt so bad. Yeah. Every fibre of my being was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. I am so tired. Yeah, you feel guilty. Um, you feel very like, guilty. Yeah, dude, I felt so guilty. I was like, what a bad parent. Like, it might, it's so stupid, right? And in retrospect, I was like, oh, we're not doing a good enough job. You've got baby for life. Well, yeah. 18, 18 years yeah, under your I, roof. I can't that recommend. That night you can, you yeah, can lean on the support. Exactly. Drop kick, bang, out, <laughs> yeah, straight up. to the nurse's desk, yep. right? The thing is, because it, what was really nice for us, actually, retrospectively, is there was another couple that was in the same uh, like maternity ward, and they were on their second kid. So they were remembering everything that it was like for their first kid, and we, we made friends with them, we chatted to them, and they were like, they were so cool. One of them was like a GP, the other was a pharmacist. Like, they had their heads screwed on, so like... Having a chat to them, and one of the things I said is, like, you forget all the difficulties because it becomes, like, a bit of a blur. And they're, like, the one thing that we knew to do this time was just to, like, lean on the support that was given to us. I mean, you're at the hospital with all the support at your, like, disposal. This midwife, when eventually we, we gave the baby um, over to her about one in the morning, we, Renee and I were, like, oh, she'll be back at, like, three and we'll just crack on, but two hours we'll get us through. Next minute, I woke up. It was like five in the morning. Perfect. Yeah, because we gave the colostrum to her. So, she was about four meals. So, she just fed our baby, changed our baby. Baby came back so happy. And I was like, oh, man, I needed that. Because, like, you know, we're about to have visitors and all that kind of stuff. Because we love we love attention. That's why we do podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we had all these people come around the next day. And I was like, I just would have been flogged. Like, exactly. I would have been yeah. knackered. So, one of the biggest recommendations, like, just lean on what's there. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with, like, what kind of parent you are. And even, it, even if you as the dad's not as exhausted yeah think about your wife she's gonna be yeah wrecked yeah and just to give her that five hours of sleep yeah would have made time. a huge difference yeah big time and like the whole sort of thing is like you know if you're for you to support somebody you need like you need energy right supporting yeah, exactly. people like you don't want to detract from that like i know it's in this situation in situation we're kind of on the sidelines but we're not really we're just the support act exactly yeah. Do you know what i mean and the thing is like you want to be able to look after yourself like mentally and physically and all that kind of stuff but also be able to just be there yep. to get water for your wife exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right so you mentioned guests yes how did you go three weeks ago or a bit less than three weeks ago yeah when every single person and their dog wanted to see lawson once again, I'm probably a bit of an outlier, but we picked and chose like people. We had this conversation before and I can't recommend doing this enough. Just talk about who you kind of want to see you in the hospital and who you don't. So like, first of all, like our parents, my mum was there the day of yep. birth. Uh, she came later on. Renee's parents were there pretty much by the time Renee got to the maternity ward out of theatre. And that was cool, right? Just having that. That was so excited. Like, we actually got in trouble for passing the baby around. So, this is, I didn't mention this before, what? but yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I told you this, but at 37 weeks, right, baby's lungs aren't necessarily entirely developed. And because of reasons we'll talk about on another podcast, we went a little bit early. 
So they wanted to put baby into the incubator gotcha. pretty much yep. uh, and just monitor. So we didn't have any breast support or anything like that. But the baby was like basically doing tummy time in there. And like, I don't know how it happened. I don't remember, but somebody took the baby out. We were just like passing Lawson around. Um, and then the special care nurse, because he was grunting, right? So he had fluid on his lungs. So you can hear him just making these like, little noises. <laughs> and then the um, special, care, um, special care nurse came around. So you got to put him back. You're passing around too much. And like they got in trouble. So they had to go yeah. sit in the room for a bit, um, which is, I'd forgotten about that actually. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. But like, so having immediate family, not a problem, right? Yep. And that's, that was just cool. Because like, I've got a real, I've had boundary setting situations with my parents before and Renee has with hers, just as you do as you grow up. And um, we have, like, a good relationship so that we can basically be the main players and that kind of thing and, and call the shots a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but we had you around. You did? Yeah. That was, was the next day? Next day, I think it was, yeah. How did we look? You actually looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, As a dad, you do a lot of hard work on that first have, day. You have five <laughs> hours sleep the night before. Oh, I know. And this is the thing. <laughs> and Like, having people around, it obviously makes a difference. If you have come over, like, I oh, know you look pretty good. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. No, you guys look good. And um, I think as the guest this time around, we could tell when the right time to leave was. Yeah, yeah. What was the cues? Was it my wife in tears? That could have played <laughs> a part, maybe. <laughs> no, you guys were starting to look pretty tired. Yes. And it's yeah. time to rest, definitely. So, yeah, if you're ever going to be a guest, yeah. definitely understand when is the time to leave. And Don't overstay. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and just like, cause it's hard enough. Like some people are pretty good at telling you to get out yep. and other people aren't. You guys are pretty polite. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like, but I mean, you, like obviously you guys are quite close. Um, you guys are quite close and all that kind of stuff. So it's not that difficult to, um, tell like you to you, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd gladly do it. Yeah. Um, and then the thing is like, so we had, it was a revolving door for us. Okay. But it was contingent on how much sleep we got. Like I think what the second night, we were like, oh, we better try and do a whole night by ourselves. And I don't know if we, like, I just said lean on the support. Um, but I think we wanted to prove something to ourselves at, at that point. And like, it's probably it, smart to do that as well while you're in hospital. Yeah. Because if you do have any questions, you've still got that yeah. support there to ask. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like the midwives, they, they're good. One thing I would say is like, remember midwives, once the baby's born, they're very good at like the interaction with the baby and the midwife. If you've had a Caesar or you've had like a tear or something like that, and you're worried about something, always speak up about mum's body. Do you know what I mean? So like just to bring attention to that, because they've got a lot on their plate. They're looking after baby. They've basically got two patients. Yep. So it is sometimes good to, to, to sort of bring that up yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's move out of hospital now. Yeah. We, we won't go into too much depth because we'll talk about post natal care and whatnot a bit later but yeah. let's say the first week that you've had lawson yeah what have you done to help renee i guess or help yourself as a father as well uh look to be honest with you there's no more useless feeling than when the baby's up in the middle of the night because it's hungry mm-hmm. and you just look at it and it looks at you screaming and there's <laughs> yeah. nothing you can do i've like i've tried to pick lawson up go for a walk put a dummy in nothing no right Baby's hungry. So there's nothing you do. So all I do, snacks, mate. Yep. It's those snacks. So do what, you do you burp and change? Yeah. Look, it depends on like now that we're a couple of weeks out, like it, it sort of changes. But at the beginning, um, it was both of us yep. like just making it work. Yep. So I might try and sleep while Renee was um, breastfeeding, but I'd be burping and changing. Yeah, exactly. And farting too, dude. That's the other thing. They don't tell you this necessarily, but a f- farting a baby is as important as burping it. Because yep. our kid, anyways, he loves a big old fart. He's a gassy boy. And like sometimes he gets so caught up and he's just yelling and carrying on. You're not quite sure what's going on. He's not hungry. The other hack I've got actually. Maybe, Sorry. Maybe we can put a video up on our Facebook page yeah. of how to fart a baby. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Because not everyone knows how to do it. Everyone knows how to yeah. burp. Yeah. Maybe we should just put back. like a link up because there's like heaps of good like Plenty, Insta yep. um, like videos and stuff like that. And that's the thing. Like you get taught how to burp. Like I remember the midwives showing us that, but they didn't really necessarily talk about farting the baby. But I have found like, you know, just getting a fart out of the baby has settled in before and you just yeah. like put him down and he goes back to sleep. Love it. But yeah, for the most part, it's snacks. How about you? That's all you can do. Yeah. Just as much as you can. I think in the first month following birth yeah. is the time that you see it in other cultures like Chinese cultures, um, yeah. Indian. It's for the the mum to rest. Dude, I'm so, so down with this. I'm 100% down with them. Some people, especially Western culture, look yeah. at it going, oh, you guys are lazy. Yeah, no, yeah, they're not nah. lazy. They've just produced a child. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've run out of all of their natural um, vitamins and minerals in their body and they've yes. got to restock it. Yes. So now's the time for us to, I guess, suck it up and do as much support as yeah. we can. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say this because I want to remember this as I get older too. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when hypothetically our kids have kids and stuff like that, like I want to know that or want to be able to at least give them that support so that mum can rest. Yeah. Because it's a big thing. It is huge. It's not that bad if I'm tired. Like every single time I've gotten tired, uh, Renee's like, just go have a sleep. And I just bag her off and have a sleep. And yeah. then sometimes, like the other day, like I don't I don't really like sleeping during the day if I can help it. But like I had this like, big old two-hour nap. And, like Renee just doesn't really get that chance. No. So like, um, you know, one of the things I do to support her as well is in the morning, like it depends on whatever sleep schedule you got. But we've got this like Lawson will wake up at like maybe four in the morning or 4.30, gets a feed. And the minute that feed's done, I take him, burp him, swaddle him, try and put him back down. And if he's like being a pest then I'll actually take him out of the room and just go sit like in front of the TV or in front of my computer and do some work. Yeah. Um, and then that way he's away from Renee and if he is making noises, he's not going to bother her. So she can actually sleep. And I generally let her sleep until she actually wakes up. Yeah, perfect. And that's, yeah, like it's great while I'm on uh, paternity leave or whatever. Mm. Um, it'll be a little bit different when you're back starts. at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is yeah. also different for everyone but that's probably one of my big supports yeah because yeah. you got to remember like we're tired from lack of sleep that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah that's so true if your wife's breastfeeding yeah you got to remember baby comes first yeah for the body yeah so all of her natural minerals and fat stores and stuff are going to yeah. the baby yeah so she's totally depleted yeah from food so or the resources that she needs so she's buggered from lack of sleep and yeah. that and if, if she's breastfeeding as well, there's just like all this energy going into producing exactly. milk. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I will recommend a book for for those listening, and that's Postnatal Depletion by Dr. Oscar Serralach. I hope I pronounced that all right. Yeah. And it goes into how to ensure that um, <clears throat> your wife is returning to good um, micronutrient levels post-birth. So like what, modifying diets and stuff like exactly, that? Exactly, yeah. It's really good. Oh, no way. And it's got a lot of research into the link between that and postnatal anxiety yeah. and postnatal depression. So what do they say about like chicken nuggets? Perfect, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> got to get is, the protein in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing too, <laughs> like... Um, we'll get into it like on another uh, podcast, probably the next one to be on, or in a couple's time when, you know, morning sickness hits, like just like, eat whatever you can. And yeah. like, I kind of feel like that a bit after the baby's been born too. 100%. Like we've got this like trolley that's got all our gear on it. Like if you need to do a nappy change and at the bottom is like a box of Milo uh, bars. Love it. <laughs> so that Renee's like in the middle of the night, she's just trying to like refuel on that. Yeah. Like, now uh, is not the time to be on a diet. Nah. Not at all. Nah. Eat Baby as comes much first. As you want. Fed yeah. is best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's about it for your wife's in labor. Is there anything you think we need to cover? Why don't we just go over everything again? Yeah. All right. Yeah, recap. So what are we doing to prepare? Okay. It's probably a little bit late if you're driving in the car right now and your wife's screaming. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. Um, probably don't listen to this then. No, but I think what you want to do to prepare and the most important thing is just to educate yourself. Obviously, you're going to have a lot of anxiety leading into the day. Um, so you can alleviate a lot of that just by knowing what could potentially happen during the day. So I suggest good podcasts, uh, yes. books and, and seminars. Yeah. What's um, the best podcast out of interest? Uh, apart from ours. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be like, yes, call me daddy. That's the one you got to listen to. I actually didn't listen to any, any, um, you labor podcasts. Fucking hypocrite. <laughs> I listen to books and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and seminars. But there is a good pod called Mr. Oh, no, not Mr. Dad. It's um, the Dad Edge or the Dad's Edge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, actually, you showed me this one, so I had to listen to this. Yeah, test. it's more to do with like common challenges you face having kids yeah. and being a, um, a good husband. Yeah. Um, yeah, not so much for the topic today. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, what else are we doing to prepare? Well, look, to be honest with you, you've got to be there to support. Make sure you've got everything you need. Snacks, right? Yep. Keep your snacks around. If it's going to be a long labor, you want your wife hydrated. You want her eating. Big okay. time. Trying to get through everything. Yeah. Um, look, criticism. It's going to happen. Ooh, All right? yeah. Wear your helmet. It'll be fine. <laughs> She's going through something pretty hectic. All you need to do is just listen. Yep. All right. Listen uh, and do as they say. That's yeah. the only time you'll hear that from us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you're obviously not the main character, right? right. You're not. You just, you've got to do what you've got to do at that point. Um, and look, to be honest with you, the one thing like that overarches everything is like, be prepared, have a plan and then forget it. Yeah. Okay. Because the thing is, 
It is so crazy. Right? Is. Just get on it. Enjoy the ride. Listen to the obstetrician. Listen to the midwives. They do this every single day. Yeah. Right? And remember, it is- it's one or two days max of your life. Yeah. Don't get hung up on it too yeah. much. Or about an hour and a half if you're having an elective Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to move on to the next part of the podcast just real quick, right? This is a podcast that is supposed to get you to help you run your household a little better. So why don't we share what dad didn't teach us or a bit of a dad hack. So I'm going to start off one. You've got to learn to look after your lawn. Lawn that 100%. is just like once you're... If you're 30, oh, 30 yeah. plus and you're a dad, yeah. you've got to look after your lawn. Yeah, because you can't play golf anymore. Right and and yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a battle coming from me. You can't play golf. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, you've got to have the lawn as a personality, or at least part of it. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and the one thing is, don't like, don't chase the green of the grass. Like, so what I'm saying is, keep your grass short, right? Because every time you leave it because you've been lazy, right? You then think, oh, I'll just nip a bit off the top, and it, like before long, it becomes this like thick, yeah. weedy mess. But every time you cut it short, it grows laterally, grows way stronger, and it kills off most of the weeds. Perfect. Right? And you you will have a way better looking lawn if you just mow regularly. And it's also a great time just to like pop a podcast in, like Call Me Daddy. Yeah, exactly. Do some learning, yeah. mow the lawn. It's a good time. Love it. So my dad hack for today is when you've got a newborn, and I'm sure you're experiencing this now, John. Yeah. It's hard to find time for yourself, yes. whether it's exercising, yeah. whether it's listening to a podcast, a book, whatever. Yeah. Very hard. And it's hard for your wife as well. Yeah. So, two birds with one stone. Yeah. Get yourself a baby carrier. Oh, yeah. Whether it's a, a little sling. Yeah. Or one that supports the newborn's neck. How, how good are you with a sling? Yeah. Look, I've had a lot of practice. <laughs> I'm out of practice at the moment, but yeah, yeah. you know, 20 months now, but yeah. yeah. Because the thing is, I we've got a thing and we've got like a baby born thing and the baby or baby born. I was like all about trying to use it, but you can't use it when your baby's just got like a big old wobbly neck. Yeah, right. Okay. So you need to use a sling. But old like, bobblehead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big old bobblehead. So I've not used it yet, but Renee's used it, and she's like, "This thing's a game changer." Yeah. You got to you got to park the ego aside. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Get into it. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. So get don't, yourself don't one you of those. Look, don't you look spiffing with it on though? You do, mate. Yeah, you do. Everyone looks at you. It's <laughs> great. It. You'd love it. <laughs> um, so yeah. Put that on, go for a nice little walk, yeah. get you exercise, get yeah. you alone time. Yes, you've it's like got a vest. It is a weight vest, exactly. Yeah. It's a good bit of exercise. Find yourself a hill. Yeah. You know? Um, no running though. No, not, yeah. not, not suggested. <laughs> no. Um, and yeah, you get your alone time, you yeah. get your exercise, and your wife gets alone time. So yeah, that's that's, it. that's the data hack for the day. So it's supportive and constructive. Exactly. Yeah. You look like good. a really good guy for doing what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's the true dad hack. Exactly. Yeah. Dad hack 101. That's it. And this is non-sponsored too. This isn't coming from uh, big sling money, is it? No, not yeah. at all. Maybe one day. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that just about wraps us up. What are we going to talk about in the next potty? So I think the next one we're going to talk about whether you should try for a baby or not. Which will be an interesting one. Yeah. Mm. Or you tried or you didn't, but you're having a baby anyways. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should be good fun. Definitely. So, uh, in the meantime, yep. you can contact us on Facebook. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Call Me Daddy Podcast. Love it. Get into yep. our group. We'll start some discussions. Any questions you have or any topics you'd like us to talk about, just... Um, Let us know. Exactly. And we'll manspain our way through it. Exactly. Might even get our wives in to help us out. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All righty. So until next fortnight. Yep. See you next time. Catch you later. Go root. <laughs>